when we see people achieving their dreams or living a certain type of life and we're like, wow, this is, this is an inspiration or this is an example that I would like to follow. One of the biggest recipe is to believe in oneself, but also to never give up because talent is one thing, but I think perseverance is, is really what makes the difference at the finish line. Hello, family. You are listening to Concrete Pastures. I am Nancy Mulemwasisi. Being an immigrant has been one of the most challenging and extraordinary experiences of my life. It inspired me to create a platform to reach out to my fellow immigrants and dreamers. The goal is to provide a space for myself and others to share our stories as we deconstruct the world's view of immigrant status. We discuss issues that are important to us in the diaspora. We celebrate the joys, the laughs, the bravery that being an immigrant bring. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We appreciate your support. To all of our new listeners, welcome to the family. You can continue to support us by downloading our Concrete Freshers app for free on Google Play. You can also support us by liking, sharing, and following us on all of our social media pages. If you know anybody who is coming to the United States of America or even relocating within the US of A. If that person is you, Concrete Pastures would love to support you as you go through your journey. We provide a wraparound service based on your unique needs. To find out more, click our link tree in the show notes. Thank you to FMG Radio for continuing to give us visibility on their platform. On today's guest, I'm so grateful to a dear friend, Aaron, for connecting us to our guest. Let's meet our guest. Ariel Joya has been passionate about cinema since she was very young. She graduated from the Mel Happenheim School of Cinema at Concordia University in Montreal. She made her debut as a director by creating three short films. In 2010, she founded Joya Production and ensures all stages of production in full autonomy. In the era of globalization, her filmography explores the notion of cultural diversity and aspect that she deepens because of her Belenese origins. Oriel explores storytelling through documentary, fiction, and art video. Her films frequently address women's issues, content that illustrates an inclusive and diverse narrative from a multicultural voices. Welcome to Concrete Pastures. Oh, thank you very much for having me. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you. Thank you so much. How are you? How are you doing? Um, very good. Thank you. Mm. So you were born in France. Where are you? In, in France. France. 
Uh, I was born in the north of France, but now I live in Paris. Got it. Oh, my dream country to visit. <laughs> I can't wait. You, you need to come. To come. <laughs> no, for sure. It's on my bucket list. I can't wait to come. So as for starters, as immigrants, as dreamers, we start with the origins. How was life in France, in Paris, when you were first, you know, a young person before you traveled to other places? Yes, uh a good question. Yes. So I was born in France. I was born in a um, small town called Beauvais. It was at the time where um, immigration was not as developed as it is now. So especially in small town, I guess in Paris, it was probably different. So um, there was not a lot of black people, especially in my school. I was the only one. I don't have like huge recollection of things being very difficult but of course I experienced racism especially in France you know people don't don't hide it so much but um, I, I mean I grew up I grew up like that so I was just trying to to ignore what was going on around me and just be myself how are your your parents like did they because if you're growing up and it's so open like racism is so open like that what are what are your parents telling you on how to navigate through life in general or through school? Well, as I said, it wasn't something that was ongoing every day. Like it would be, you know, once in a while somebody would make a comment that is not nice to you. And my mom was usually someone who would, I would say, generalize it. Instead of saying it's because you're black, she yeah. would say it's because the person is dumb or, you know, she would, <laughs> she would not turn it so much around the collar yeah. and I think it was a good way of doing it because up until today sometimes people can have racist attitudes towards me but mm-hmm. unless they really tell me something about my color skin or something the first thing that's come to my mind is not it's not oh it's a racist comment it's more like oh it's a mean comment or it's it's a it's a mean person or it's it's I wouldn't link it right away to the skin color because I was used to not link it right away to the to the skin color and to me it was I would say today was a good thing because I I try not to turn everything negative that happens around it people are just you know people can be mean even if you have the same color as they have so yeah. No, I, I, I completely understand it. We just, you know, racism is really ignorance, to say the least. There's so much names we can say about it. And people are not really informed that we are yeah. the same. And to have a separation of color and whatever they someone deems racism. Uh, but that could have been that that must have been very challenging to It is it was it was challenging. Especially when you know when it when it's actually that because I, I remember I had an experience where I had a friend and um, his parents didn't want us to to be friends just because of the color of my skin because for them it was I was a bad influence or bad whatever but it was only and solely based on the color of my skin and stuff like that makes you feel bad but then again. Even though you're young, you're thinking, okay, they're dumb. Let's move on. <laughs> wow. 
<laughs> wow. The America is known for having this, but you we don't really get hear a lot of stories from other countries that is so open this way and people are able to actually say it in your face. Yeah, I can't imagine as a young person uh, going through that and really understanding that it's because of the color of my skin. How has that changed you? I, I think I protected myself by trying to be as much myself as possible because, you know, it's not only, there's all there's different type of racism and there's different type of ways to put people apart. It could be, it could be uh, color of skin, it could be social, it could be mm-hmm. um, the fact that you're a female. There's like all type of levels of discrimination. Yes. For me, it was more uh, trying to build self-confidence and uh, knowing that I was no... I've never seen myself any less than anybody else. So I think that's the way I went around it. And I I always had dreams, I always had things that I wanted to do, and I never let people around me stop me. I remember when I was... After I leave France I I moved to the Caribbean yeah and here again it's another type of immigration another type of racism because now you have racism from black people against black people because they are Caribbean you're you're from African origin so you're not the same you don't speak Creole you come from France so it's an it's a total different story but it's the same story so over there, it was it was funny because I wasn't really accepted by the Caribbean people because I wasn't Caribbean enough for them. I wasn't accepted by French people because I wasn't French enough for them. So basically, I had a lot of mixed friends, <laughs> mixed kids friends. <laughs> because oh, they're not accepted either. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they were rejected on both sides, so we could we, we could relate. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. and um basically everywhere you go it's like that because at some point i also lived one year in ivory coast and it was the same thing because because you grew up in france because you speak with a french accent because you don't have the same culture Mm. suddenly you're not african anymore so (laughs) so that shows you that you just have to be yourself because you're never going to please anyone. Like, if you're in France, they, you, you're African. If you go to Africa, you're not. If you go to Caribbean, you're not Caribbean enough. If you go wherever you go, you're Where not something Where in the Caribbean enough. did you go? Two places, Guadeloupe and St. Martin. Ooh. One is French. Guadeloupe is French. And St. Martin is a mix of uh, French, Netherlands, and a lot of English. There's a lot of American influence there, so... Got it, got it. So that's where I was. And then uh, I remember, for example, when I was in Guadeloupe, when I told my teacher that I wanted to study film, they were all like, why would you go to do film, you know? And uh, because for them, when you have good grades, you should go in field like, you know, like law or things like that. And I was so passionate about film. So I I just go with my heart and I just um, pursue my dreams so that's how I left the Caribbean and went to Canada to study I wanted to learn English so I went to an English university that's where I learned 
and uh, I got rejected the first time because I didn't have a strong enough portfolio and then I tried again and tried again and finally got in. Wow. Uh, what did your mom say? Because I know my, our African parents. I was actually very lucky because sometimes, you know, life throws things at you and you don't know why. But uh, I grew up with my mom only and my dad wasn't really present in my life. But at the end of the day, when I think about it, I think it was more a blessing than anything else because he wasn't very supportive of any creative fields. Mm-hmm. While my mom, I've been very lucky. She's the most open person I ever met. So she was just do what you love and just go with the flow. And and she was always very supportive of me doing studies in the field that I was passionate about. That's amazing. Your father is Belenese as well? Yes. Oh, yeah. That's why I asked that question, because I know our parents want us to be doctors, accountants. Yes, yes. You know, all of those. And uh, my, my, mom is a chart, my mom is a chartered accountant, but I think the, the leg that I had is that she's a chartered accountant. She had our own office and everything, but she told me, she said, I didn't really choose that. I just went because I was advised that it was a good field and I never yes. really enjoyed it. So yes. she didn't want us to reproduce uh, being in a field that you don't like. Yes, no, it, it's very true. It's very true. A lot of the times for children or even society, we end up choosing maybe pays more money or it's just what our parents are encouraging us to, to be. So even if you don't want to be a doctor, you end up being that and you're hating it. But I'm, I'm happy that your mom was very supportive. That's very <laughs> important. It, it is. Being a creative is hard by itself. And then when you don't get the support, especially from your loved ones that are very close to you, it can be tough. But you're fortunate. It's a blessing. <laughs> so this was in Mel Hoppenheim? Mel Hoppenheim, yes. It's in Concordia University. Got it. And uh, how was that in Montreal? I've been to Montreal, a beautiful city. Uh, well, I have nothing to say about Montreal except positive things. <laughs> My program was amazing. They, first of all, they, I, I find that there they have a very open spirit. There's a lot of foreign students, it's very creative. It's, it, it was a joy for me to go to university, really. Nice. Uh, I love my program. I loved everything that I learned and uh, it was really, really, really nice. And uh, now being in Canada as an immigrant, it's, you know, I guess everybody has his own experience. Personally, I had found it difficult in the way that I find that Canadians are very warm and very open. <laughs> so when you go there, you like, you, you, when you go, you can, especially when you come from France, uh, where, where French people are not so open at first. Uh, so you think like everybody's so helpful, everybody's so nice, everybody's so so willing to to get to know you, and you get so excited, and then you can meet someone and speak with the person for three hours and share about so many things, and you, then you're so excited, you think you get a friend, and then you meet the same person the next day, and she goes hi, and that's it, she's gone. Oh, oh. <laughs> and wow. like, but wait, I thought we had a connection, but. No. <laughs> oh. Okay. And 
it's so funny because in, in in France it's the opposite. People won't be open like that. They won't be they won't open at first, but yeah. the minute when they do open, then you get into deeper relationships. Mm. That was, I guess, something that was challenging. The racism over there is not as upfront as it would be in France. It, it's more subtle, uh, so you would encounter it when looking for apartments, for example, or you know, you would you would call and uh, because you have like perfect French accent, expecting uh, a, a white person. Yeah, <laughs> and then you show up, <laughs> and then suddenly it's rented. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god! <laughs> so little things like that, you know. But in general, on on an everyday, um, on an everyday life and an every, everyday basis, it it's not something that you feel. Well, I talk from my experience, of course. I always talk from my experience. Yeah. And I have to say something also is that because I refuse to pay too much attention to it. I think it doesn't it doesn't show up so much my experience also. I think it's also I think your your mom laid a good foundation in you on how to navigate it early on because I can't imagine looking for an apartment in a foreign country as an immigrant and somebody all of a sudden because of your color of your skin even if you speak perfect French and they all of a sudden is rented and it's listed not rented oh yeah and if you call back again it's 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 free <laughs> yes yes no, i i completely understand that i i have somebody made a comment i was looking for a place and somebody made a comment it's like oh the, the Africans they pay on time. Uh, I, I like to rent to Africans because they pay on time. They they're not late. That so they're going on and on and on. So if someone was not African, coming from France but black, I guess they are not going to be considered to pay on time or given the space to rent the, the place. So it's those comments. Even if people don't think anyhow of it, but you're talking to a, to a black person. Why can't we just be humans and just say, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I need my rent on time or I, you know. But as I say, at the end of the day, there's prejudices against so many things because in, in Canada, there's like prejudices against French people too, like white French, you know, for not paying during the winter or things like that. There's prejudices against students because uh, they don't have that much money and sometimes they're late. So everybody got their own prejudices, you know. Um, yeah. So if you black, French, and student, imagine. <laughs> <laughs> You're in trouble. <laughs> You're in trouble. You're in trouble. But, but, but one more time. You say there's, the, the white people don't pay much in wintertime? What do you mean? No, no, no. I mean, I, I'm just talking about the different type of prejudices that you can hear, like comments yeah. people would say about, uh, they would talk about French people, not like Canadian would talk about French people not paying their rent or, or when it's an, or when they finish uh, their one year of school, they would, they, they would disappear before they, they pay the last three months or stuff like that. So I'm saying it's yeah. like those things are not only towards black. black. It's, towards yeah. so many things you know sometimes yeah. i remember one day i met i met a, a landlord and he told me no it's it's just that i don't like renting to students 
you know it's like they they all have their own thing <laughs> he, he got burnt one time or twice yeah. <laughs> so he's just like no i'm done with you people don't come <laughs> I, i'm not yeah. dealing with students anymore but exactly. yeah Ah, so I'm glad you had an, uh, a great experience. So when did you graduate? In uh, 2001. 2001, got you. Um, so you had mm-hmm. three short films that you made. Yes, I made short film after that. Then I worked in different positions in the film industry. While I was in Montreal, I worked as a film programmer from film festivals. And then after a few years, I moved back to the Caribbean this time in Anguilla. And then I started a production company where I was doing um, high-end wedding films Mm -hmm. for a few years. And then then from that on, I started doing promotional films and short talks and things like that. And uh, that's what I've been doing for a while. And I decided lately to go back to my real passion, which is fiction. So I'm, I'm back again to fiction, writing. I just uh, shot a short film in Benin in November. Lovely. Yes, and uh, going through post-production and, and so forth. So, Aurea, what activated this passion in you? Oh, <laughs> it's a funny story. Uh, when I was in school, I used to have grades that, are, that were very... I could get like I could get really high grade or really bad grades. I wasn't like the typical average student who would have average grade. I would get my average from high and low. And after a while I realized that when I didn't like the subject, I would having terrible grades. And when I liked the subject, I was having very good grades. Mm-hmm. So I say, okay, if you don't want to be mediocre in your life, you better choose something you like. <laughs> wow. <laughs> because you're good at what you like and you're not good at what you don't like. So I started looking at the things that were exciting for me. And I remember that every time I was going to see a movie, no matter the state of mind I was in, whether it was, I could be, you know, sad or whatever, I would go and spend two hours and just travel and laugh and dream and cry and go through so many emotions in two hours and come and come out and be like, wow, life is so beautiful. So I said, okay, I really want to be part of this industry that is able to create magic and emotion in two hours. I love it. February is the month of everybody considers a love month. Valentine's. A lot of people celebrating Valentine's, and uh, I was watching your short film with uh, Bianca and Jamie. Oh, <laughs> I love their love story. I love the love story. For anybody who is listening, go on her page and watch. I was touched. I'm like, now I need to start dating. <laughs> yes, actually, it was, I love it, it the love a... story. It's it's beautiful. It... I love how you tell their story. Uh, even though <laughs> they do tell their story, but it's also someone who's behind the camera on how yeah. you are uh, delivering their story to us. It's beyond. It's beautiful. Thank you. It's funny because I have so many friends that used to tell me I hate wedding films 
but I would go on your website to watch some because they're so unique and they made me cry and they did that. I, I, I would well, agree I, with your friends. I would agree <laughs> with your friends because it's so cheesy, some of them and stuff. Yeah, but I was but, so hooked. <laughs> and that's how you know that you can make uh, that storytelling is really powerful and that you can actually create emotion with anything even with the wedding films and and it was uh, it was it was a nice period i don't do wedding film anymore i still have people asking me once in a while so you have to be very 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 passionate about your wedding film so <laughs> for me to say yes <laughs> oh my god no it, it was so um, it, it, it's it's touching it's beautiful it's love mm-hmm. um and even their wedding yeah, oh, you saw the wedding films too? Yes, I saw the, <laughs> the wedding. I was like, oh wait, there's enough to this because I was so hooked on it, and mm-hmm. I, I was just like, wow, this is love. This is yeah, that's a very beautiful story. Yeah, yeah, this is this is love. What do you get when you do this? Like when you are filming them, what is the feeling you're feeling for these guys? Love, definitely <laughs> love. And it's funny because wedding film, like the the way I I used to do them, it's very demanding. It's like it's tiring. You have hours of hours of shooting, and mm-hmm. the equipment is heavy. And like sometimes I would dread going, and then once I'm there, when I'm I'm, I'm with the couple, I'm filming yeah. the love story. I go I go into another dimension. And the funniest thing is that sometimes I look back on my own film (laughs) and I'm like, I have this little tear coming or I'm like, and I get totally into the story and I'm like, I shot that. That's the beauty. That's actually really funny. And it's funny because that couple in particular, Bianca, she gave me probably one of the best reviews I've ever had. She said that the wedding was a lot of money, a lot of stress, a lot of investment. And she said, but the best investment I did of my whole wedding was Oriel and her wedding films. (laughs) Um, That's amazing. I was so touched because she said like every time she goes back to that, she has the full memory with emotion of everything that she's been living on that day. um, I I love it. I love it. And I love that you're saying that you dread going because a lot of people, when they see people that create content, that you're always happy, you're always happy to, to create and stuff like that. When I have, most of the times when I have to record something, it takes a lot of strength for me to even go. There are some days I'm excited, I'm happy. And some days I'm just like, okay, drink coffee, do some some dancing or something. I have exactly. to get in the mood to do something. But it's also dedication. It shows it's a dedication. dedication. And, and and every passion that you have, there's, there's always, there's always going to be that little part of it that you're not very excited about yeah you have two options you can yeah maybe not two options but you have several options you get sub you, you get subcontracted when it's possible mm-hmm. <laughs> for example i remember uh the the um, the editing part sometimes was so hard 
I give so it hard. Hours and hours of editing. So if you can afford to 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 ha- to have somebody else do it, then do it. But at this at the end of the day, the craft that you do, there's always part of the craft that is not the most fun. But it's the whole thing together that makes it exciting and those parts also that are not so fun, they're also the parts that build your expertise. Yes. And the fact that you 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 can say that you uh, you manage all the aspects of your craft. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's beautiful. Storytelling is it, it's the best way that has been a connection to me and mm. to the world for people. And the way you tell your stories and it's captivating. It's captivating. And it shows the love of what you do. And I love that you are not saying that it's perfect. I'm always showing up and I'm always in the mood. (laughs) No, no, no. Up until until today, like uh, from like I'm on another level of my work because I'm more into creative and creating stories. But the writing part for me is hard. (laughs) <laughs> because it's not something it's not something that I wanted to do like here. I, I I write stories because I have things to express, but if I could just send it to a script writer and say, Okay, this is what I need, can you send me back the script when you're done? <laughs> yes, this is what's in my eventually, head. Here you go. Eventually it would come, but I'm not at that stage yet. <laughs> yes, yes. But uh, you have to do what you have to do. So Being an immigrant can be hard. Having been away from my home country for over 20 years has allowed me to experience these hardships firsthand. Throughout my journey, I've had a lot of challenges that were hard to bear. Juggling adjustment to a new country, obtaining my immigration papers, getting married, having children, establishing my career, and finding time for myself. Even though I've always had faith, I also relied on therapy, which gave me the tools to cope with the issues life brought me. My fellow dreamers, let's remove the stigma around therapy and normalize seeking help with today's sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. Go to betterhelp.com slash concrete pastures for 10% off your first month of therapy with better health and get matched with a therapist who will listen and help in as little as 48 hours i i can completely agree with that whenever i'm working like even now i'm working on an episode i've been working on this episode since last year i write every little bit i write every little bit because i'm diving into my own memory since i am telling my own story diving into it and as i'm writing there's so much coming into my head and then i have to stop and then when i stop literally sometimes i'll be driving I pull over to the side, a thought comes or a memory comes and I continue writing. And the same way, I wish I could just like, okay, here's my brain, just take <laughs> stories and just write them down because it takes out of, it takes so much out of you. My brain is so tired by the end. Like I don't even physically get tired. Mm. I don't remember when I physically was tired. It's normally just my brain is so exhausted. But yeah, this the dedication to it and yeah. um, that it makes it sweet. <laughs> and to never give up. That's the goal. That's the goal. That's the goal. 
that's definitely the goal. You worked on, I've seen some of your work that you've done. Like, I think, uh, I don't know, you did Runway and you did your Joy production. What do you guys work on, on Joy production? I know you uh, uh, focused on women um, issues as different, well. Different subject. We have, I have Joy production, which is more all the films that are more promotional, which like it could be artist portraits, it could be, I used to do a lot of events, things like that. And then there's Joya Films where it's more art, art videos or fiction films and things like that. So I've been having uh, Joya production for uh, a few years now. Nice. And Joya Film is baby. The new baby just started. Yes, <laughs> and uh, right now I'm completing a, a short film called Angel. Starting Could working. Could you tease us a little bit? Uh, yes, actually. It's, the, it's about diaspora. It's about living in another country and wanting to reconnect with, the, with your roots. And, and yeah, it's the story of... Uh, as a, a young Beninese who doesn't know much about his origin and decide to go to Benin for the first time to try to learn more about his family. Is and that you? Gonna, in him? It's, it's me and him. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's going to make a mysterious <laughs> encounter. Like, sounds familiar. <laughs> he's going to do a mysterious encounter uh, that's going to... Open I, up I look to... forward to it. I look forward <laughs> to it. Are you, so that's why you went to Benin and filmed in Benin? Yes. Oh, I can't wait. I've never honestly like seen much of Benin and I can't wait. Please share that when you, <laughs> when you have it out. I will. Um, yes. I, I, I want to, I'd love to see it for a while, for a long time. Do you think we have enough women in the industry? Do we have enough voices? In this space we know we don't <laughs> we know we don't um i guess it's changing slowly but no matter which country which origin or especially in the film industry we're totally totally underrepresented that is more and more program that encourage women for this industry but it's it was it, it used to be such a male industry even though women were there from the beginning because a lot of them were script writers and things like that but they always got to the jobs that were not um upfront and that were not promoted even when I was doing, even when I was doing weddings, or even when I do promotional films, usually when I when I arrive, people are always surprised to have me part of the crew filming and doing everything because where people are used to see Men. male crews. Mm -hmm. So, and it's funny because in my last film, like most of the key positions were females. Was a oh. female producer, female director, female director, female chef, of, um, how do you say, director of photography, wow. and it it was by chance, but it was it was very it was very nice, oh. and the people in the crew were saying, "Wow, like uh, a crew with with so many women is like it's nice." They, they enjoyed it. <laughs> no, it's, it, there's a change coming. There's a change coming. Mm -hmm. So everybody can look forward to that. It's like uh, women are going to take over as we should. What do you think is the future for cinema, especially for women around the world? 
I cannot tell what is the future, but what I'm excited about is that I see more and more women going towards that industry in terms of studying, in terms of interest. A lot more women are producing also because, like, if you don't get the producers to to help projects that are uh, held by women, it doesn't help either. You know, we used to have a lot of male producers, so now we starting to have women producers and it's an industry that is moving a lot because you know we used to have the big screen we used to have the cinema now we have so many other ways we have platforms like netflix apple amazons we have web series we have so many different avenue and doors for diffusion that i think people have more and more opportunities it's 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 less straightforward and less I think I think it's more open now, with all the different new technology that we see in the film industry. So I think there will be a lot more opportunities for not only women but for everybody. Got it. Do you have any favorites of what you've been able to produce so far? I know it's biased. <laughs> <laughs> really, but like, do you I have anything that, that you attached to? Like, oh, this is not my best work. No, it's more like I have a, a, of course I have a special favorite in terms of the things that I would love to do more. I think that we have a lot of stories coming from the continent that are not being told enough. I, I see there's a change because like, uh, I know there's a series coming on Netflix that is produced by Jada Pinkett and some other people about the queens and kings of Africa. But those are the things that I really wanted to get into because I think that we need more positive models in terms yeah. of the film industry. And we need to tell more stories and more of our stories. That's when some of the projects that I do, I dig into uh, historic events because I want to put them into light. I want to talk about the continent, but in a yeah. positive way. Because yeah. I think it's been missing a lot. I completely agree. Uh, everybody who is in, in, in the entertainment world, a lot of uh, African guests that have been here, I normally would ask with what the how the entertainment industry is in Africa and what do they see is the future because the entertainment industry has been there for a long time. I came to the U.S. in 2002 and South Africa was doing phenomenal films, soap operas, and uh, so many, even documentaries. They, they had all of those things and then Nigeria also picked up. Also, yeah. Yeah, they, they, they picked up and they have been doing so good. They are on Netflix almost every yeah, week. Exactly. Uh, with, with but a lot of the countries, even the French countries now, they're catching up. So I think... Oh, no, um, yes, for sure. Yes, I think for me, there's a bright future. I agree. I mean, you, you've been in it for a while. I just wanted to hear your own um, perspective on what you see. Because for people who are there all the time, they might not see it. And when somebody comes in, they can see something else. Because it's mm. like a child, when your child is growing, uh, you don't really see them growing. And <laughs> somebody there, else yeah. uh, acknowledges, like, oh my gosh, your child grew. <laughs> <laughs> so it's good to see how Africa is growing when you tell, yeah. uh, telling our stories. Oh, yes. yes. I think they really start owning it, so which is yeah. great. That's amazing. Um, mm. So what's the future aside from fiction? 
deep into fiction right lot. now. <laughs> you do a lot. You do photography. I mean, what's the future aside from fiction? Because I know um, you work on different projects at the same time. Yes, I do work on the different projects at the same time. Um, I would like to go back a bit more into art videos because I like if it's a nice uh, form of expression also where you're freer than in the fiction world. Yes, and explore a little bit more photography also because I have I have to admit I had put that aside lately. So, what type of photography do you do? Um, I like to do portraits, and I like to do basically my photography and art video are cross. It's conceptual, so. It, I have to come up with an idea, an emotion, and then I would create a concept around it. What's the emotion you feel with the, the picture behind you? Uh, <laughs> that's an artist called Philippe Pasqua. For me, it's peace. It's rest and peace. It's peaceful. And I actually was outside of my bedroom and I put it in my bedroom because it feels like peace to me. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Oh, nice. It's, it's exciting. I can't wait, first of all, for the movie that you're working on and uh, to see your art with your photography through your... Sure. Yeah, I can't <laughs> wait to see that. Anything else that you'd like for our audience to know that probably I haven't asked you? What don't you know about Paris, France? <laughs> what is the stereotype? That people, no, no, they have good food. <laughs> <laughs> well, the stereotype is like that Parisian are grumpy, and it's not a stereotype, it's true. <laughs> uh, yes, there's good food, there's good fashion, it's a beautiful city, uh, a lot of cultural, a lot of cultural events, and it's, uh, it's a nice place to, to live. Since we are talking about dreams, if there's one thing that I would like to add is that when we see people achieving their dreams or living a certain type of life and we're like, wow, this is, this is an inspiration or this is an example that I would like to follow. One of the biggest recipe is to believe in oneself, but also to never give up because talent is one thing. But I think perseverance is is really what will make the difference at the finish line. Well said. <laughs> would you ever live anywhere else aside from uh, Paris? Oh yeah, I almost move every three three years. So <laughs> really, yeah, I've been here for three years now. Um, first time I was living in Paris, even though I'm French. Uh, I lived in so many places and I don't mind changing places and I just go with the flow where the opportunities of life and work takes me. I think I'm the same like you. I don't mind living around the world. I feel like uh, I'm now a citizen of the world. I don't mind. I have like some dream countries that I would love to visit, uh, like Paris and France is the one of them are uh, going to Israel, Jerusalem, and um, yeah, so many. My list just keeps going. To visit or to live in? To visit and then to live, I want to settle in the south of Africa. So, Oh, nice. Yes, Cape Town nice, nice. is my dream for now. 
Wow. Cape Town is my dream place to visit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to live and spend the rest of my life on earth there. Mm, nice. Yeah. Do you feel, from all of the work that you have done, do you feel fulfilled that you've done an amazing job and do you feel fulfilled? Nope. Always reaching for more. and it's so funny because sometimes like one of my biggest dreams is to do a feature film and I'm thinking okay once you're gonna finish your feature film it's gonna be done and it's gonna be on screen are you gonna be fulfilled I'll be like nope I need to do the next one (laughs) wow listen there's nothing wrong with being in the chain um there's so many people who have uh well we all have goals and if your goal is to have your feature film, because everybody, depending on uh, the industry you're in, there's a certain highest level that you want to achieve. So for you, is a feature film. And once you get there, I hope you say, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> now, of course, I will have the time of appreciation and being happy and... But then I'll be what? What's my next project? <laughs> <laughs> Are you constantly on the chase? I guess so. Like, wh- when do you project in your mind that when I get this, it's when I feel like I'm done? What do you, what, I, what do you project? It's very difficult for me to think that I will be done. I don't like even sometimes people ask talk, ask me about retirement, and I, I'm like. Done in the sense of feeling fulfilled. Like fulfilled. I, yeah, done in the sense, not done, you know, making content, but yeah. done in the sense of uh, I am full, I am content, and I'm the proud of is, what it, I've done so it, far. Well, it could it could start today. It could definitely start today. I'm 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 I'm, I'm happy with what I've done so far. So yes, I'm fulfilled. It's just that I don't want to take that fulfillment for granted and just stay there you but uh, like inventory of what you've done <laughs> <laughs> so no i think uh i think it's the journey you know so i enjoy the journey i enjoy what i've done so far i'm excited what i about what i'm going to be doing and um I, I don't know it's difficult for me to tell you if one thing would give me that fulfillment because even I guess the biggest the, the greatest artist that that did the greatest song or poem or or film or whatever they yes they have a fulfillment but but I guess they still have the excitement of what's next yeah so, I mean some people maybe you could be I, I might be wrong it could be in the same it gives you the the push for you not to accept that you are fulfilled, it probably just gives you the push to move, to go forward. Because once you set, sit in and you say, I'm fulfilled, you oh. no longer going to have that hunger like you have when you feel not fulfilled in a way. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I've been there. I've been there, especially when I was uh, on a chase in my career. And for some people, it could have been, oh, yeah, I'm good just in this position. I'm making mm. enough money. I'm making a good living. And it gives me all these great benefits. But for me, it was like, go, go, go. And then when I got there, 
and I was like, this is it? <laughs> well, that, that's the thing about okay. I, I in a position it's probably different because you can you can actually reach to a position where you have fulfillment. But for me, when I talk in terms of projects, yeah, it's it's more about excitement than anything else. Yeah, it's that when one project is finished, I'm happy, but then I'm excited about what's next. Got it, got it. <laughs> I mean, I can relate. I can relate every time I'm sitting down. Like, I'm excited to sit down with you now. Way over here, Julie. I've been looking forward to this all week. <laughs> and then the next conversation, I'm like, okay, I'm going to have another conversation. But I try to sit into this moment. Into that's this moment, I, yeah. Yeah, that's what I try to do. Because you're making space for us. You, you, you're making the time for us. And I try to sit in... in into every conversation because everybody brings in. But I get what you're saying. I completely get it because you get excited into that project and then uh, you have the next one and it's a different subject maybe. And it's like, oh exactly. my God, this is so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> so what has been the best part of this journey of creative? Uh, actually, I would say the best part is what we just talked about. The fact that you set yourself into goals and then you achieve them and then you get excited. Um, I was in the Caribbean. I wasn't speaking a word of English. I set myself to uh, become bilingual, French and English, mm. to go into a film school. And I remember at the time I went, it was one of the most, the biggest excitement of my life. I was like, wow. I got it. I'm so excited. And then finished school and working in the industry and um, meeting people, starting my own company. I mean, all of those things are part of the journey of building the person I am today and the choices I make today and the, the project I want to work on. So... It's difficult to say the best part because it is. The, the whole process is. <laughs> nice. And as long as I'm alive, it still goes on. Nice. Do you feel you found your concrete pastures? I would say yes. I would say yes because I am happy where I am. Uh, even though I said yes, my next project, I would like to do a feature film and so forth. I'm happy in the now and I'm happy with the project I'm working on right now. Um, like, yes, maybe if I had been forced to do another type of study and I was an accountant like my mom and dreaming of making films, I would have said no. <laughs> but, but but today I can say yes. And even though being an artist is not always an easy way, it's not always a secure way. It's it's a happy way and it's a fulfilling way, at least for me. Yeah, it's a gift. The mm -hmm. fact that you can express yourself in so many ways. Every day you wake up, your brain just directs you. Mm -hmm. And you wake up and you do what you love. So yeah, so it's for me. There's no better gift than that. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Beautiful. What gets you excited? What gets you motivated to get up to do 
all of these amazing things? Well, I get excited just by creating, just by creating stories, imagining stories. What gets me excited also is the fact that those things that I create can be shared and they can create emotion on other people. They can inspire them. And sometimes you're thinking, okay, if my story touched just one person, mm-hmm. that's enough. I've done my job. <laughs> I'm glad you say that because a lot of people, are, some for a lot of people, they go in wanting to, to touch so many people. When I first started this, I had a, I have a mentor and she talked about the power of uh, one listener, especially for the podcast. So even if it was one person listening, I celebrated all of that. And then as the podcast started to grow, we, we get now big numbers of so many people listening. But still, I go back to that person that woke up on Sunday and listened for one hour of a conversation, the <laughs> hour they would never get back, but they mm-hmm. got inspired by what we had to say on this channel. So I'm glad that you say that, like even if you inspire 1%, I think that should be the goal to inspire just 1% and you're done. Because if you left Earth yeah. today... Yeah. If and you, you touch the heart of that one person, it's like it's a... It's the it's a it's a life. I mean, what is more important than a life? Yes, yes, I love that. I love that. <laughs> Thank you for making time for us. <laughs> You're very welcome. It was a very nice conversation. Oh, I enjoyed it. Exciting. I enjoyed you. I enjoyed you. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to um, just get in your head and get all those creative short stories and everything that you've been able to share with the whole world so i appreciate you thank you so much for being thank you very much how can people find you and how can we support you okay (laughs) so uh i'm on instagram uh at oriel joya it's a u-r-i-e-l-l-e j-i-y-a Sorry, I have to translate in, in from French in my head. So sometimes <laughs> I'll have it in the uh, show notes. Okay. <laughs> yes, I also have it in the show notes. Um, and uh, so that's basically where I I'm the most present on social media. And uh, well, to support, just be part of the community, so you can know what are the news, what we're working on, and uh, that's the opportunity also to get an opportunity to see the films, to support the films. Uh, yes. <laughs> nice. Thank you, my dear. I'll talk. Thank to you. you soon. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. That's it for this episode. Thank you again for lending us your ears. It's truly an honor to save each and every dreamer. You can continue to support us by liking, sharing, and following us on our social media pages. The links are all in the show notes. We have so many exciting projects and ventures in store for you. Until next time, keep dreaming.
Born and raised.